Hello. Wherever you're listening to us, I hope you're staying safe and doing well. I'm Hari Arkali and this is today's Tech Briefing. Later in the program, I'll be speaking with Pawan Kumar Chandana, Naga Bharat Dhaka, co-founders of Skyroot Aerospace in Hyderabad, about their plans to build space rockets with multi-start capability. That's after these headlines. Apple released version 14.6 of its iOS software yesterday with features including support for paid subscriptions to podcast channels and individual shows. The update also added the option of adding an email ID instead of a phone number for AirTags, the ability to unlock phone with just one's voice, and a bunch of bug fixes and security patches. The company also updated iPadOS, macOS, tvOS, and watchOS. Yesterday, Apple also unveiled the lineup of its annual Worldwide Developers Conference, which is a virtual event this year. Free for All Developers, WWDC 21, kicks off on June 7th at 10am Pacific Time or at 12.30am June 8th in India. Hyundai Motor Company today released images of its newly upgraded Exient fuel cell, the world's first mass-produced heavy-duty truck powered by hydrogen. Hyundai will begin production of the 2021 Exient fuel cell in August this year. Hyundai has upgraded both the design and performance of Exient fuel cell, the company said in a press release. The 2021 Exient fuel cell is equipped with a 180-kilowatt hydrogen fuel cell system with two 90-kilowatt fuel cell stacks newly modified for this heavy-duty truck model. The truck's 350-kilowatt electric motor offers a maximum torque of 2,237 Nm. Seven large hydrogen tanks offer a combined storage capacity of around 31 kg of fuel, while three 72-kilowatt-hour high-voltage batteries provide an additional source of power. The maximum driving range of 2021 Exient fuel cell is set to be around 400 kilometers. Refueling a full tank of hydrogen takes about 8 to 20 minutes, depending on the ambient temperature. Hyundai shipped a total of 46 units of Exient fuel cell to Switzerland last year. The company will ship another 140 units of the new Exient fuel cell truck to Switzerland by the end of this year as part of its plan to roll out 1600 heavy-duty fuel cell electric trucks in Europe by 2025. Hyundai Hydrogen Mobility, a joint venture between Hyundai Motor and H2 Energy, is working on the introduction of XCN fuel cell in other European markets, the US and China as well. Separately, Hyundai said yesterday that it has developed an in-car payment system that will debut in its upcoming all-electric Ionic 5 crossover. With this payment system work via Hyundai's proprietary Blue Link connected car system, drivers will be able to find and pay for charging their car, food and parking, bringing smartphone-like features to the car. Instagram is rolling out several updates to its Insights product that will help creators and businesses better understand and evaluate the performance on the photos and video sharing platform. The Facebook unit yesterday launched insights for Reels and Live. For Reels, Instagram will be showing new metrics including plays, accounts reached, likes, comments, saves and shares, the company said in a blog post yesterday. For Live, it will be showing accounts reached, peak concurrent viewers, comments and shares. Google has added a way to password protect your web and activity page which shows all your activity across Google services including searches, YouTube watch history and Google Assistant queries. Android police reported earlier this week. To activate the password protection, you can go to activity.google.com and click the Manage My Activity verification link. From there, select the Require Extra Verification option, save and enter a password. Clubhouse, the audio chat-based networking app, has 
now over 1 million downloads on Android. The app was open to Android users on May 9th in the US and to many other markets on May 21st. If you were among those who had registered to be notified when the app became available, you would have noticed that if you navigate to Clubhouse on Google's Play Store, the install button is now active in India, for example. The app became a rage on iOS in the US last year and helped the founders Paul Davison and Rohan Seth rake in funding from investors including Andreessen Horowitz, DST Global and Tiger Global and see their company Alpha Explorations valued at $4 billion. Zeta, a banking tech startup co-founded by serial entrepreneur Bhavan Turakya, has secured $250 million in investment from SoftBank Vision Fund 2. This is Zeta's Series C funding and the deal values the startup at $1.45 billion. Most banks are using decades-old software built when mainframes and COBOL were in vogue. They have been slow to innovate and provide per-user experiences. With Zeta, financial institutions can use a modern cloud-native platform and improve speed to market, agility, cost-to-income ratio and user experience, Bhavin Turakya, CEO and co-founder of Zeta, said in a press release. Zeta's customers in India include HDFC Bank, Kotak Mahindra Bank, Axis Bank, Indus Ind Bank, Yes Bank, RBL Bank, SBM Bank India. It also has 25 fintech customers in eight countries, the company said. The proceeds of this funding will be used to accelerate Zeta's growth in the US, Europe and India. Founded by Bhavin Turakya and Ramki Gardipati, Zeta has presence in North America, Latin America, UK, Europe and Asia. Skyroot Aerospace is a space technology startup in Hyderabad that has just raised $11 million in its Series A funding. I spoke to Pawan Kumar Chandana and Naga Bharat Dhaka, co-founders of the company, about their multi-start capable space rockets and their ambition of becoming a company that takes a rocket to a successful maiden launch in under $20 million, something no one has done before, they say. The launch of their first rocket, named Vikram, after the father of India's space prowess, Vikram Sarabhai, could be as early as next year. Here's what they said. Welcome to the show. For starters, uh, just tell us a little bit about uh, how you started Skyroot. Yeah, so first of all, uh, you know, thanks for, thanks for uh, getting us on board, Hari. Uh, it's, it's a great opportunity to, uh, you know, speak to Forbes uh, each time, typically. So, uh, so to start off, with uh, you know skyroot we, we both me and bharat we were uh, former scientists at isro uh, mm-hmm. in fact like we worked together there you know as colleagues in fact like we were also flatmates uh, for quite some time you know we were staying together uh, at isro where while we were working at the vikram sarabhai space center mm-hmm. uh, and then like uh, worked I, mean, I worked there for like close to 6 years uh, and uh, you know at that time uh, suddenly it occurred uh, you know so whether it, it, it is possible you know to build a, a world class space company out of india you know so at that time there was no policy uh, per se nor like you know any kind of uh, uh, wind flowing in this direction uh, you know towards building a private space company out of india uh, but then like you know we took a that initial step uh, you know with that motivation to build a world class uh, you know space company out of india 
uh, and then like uh, i pitched it to bharat and he was uh, like you know very interested uh, also to join on board along with me uh, and then like it started off uh, you know in mid 2018 uh, where we took that leap of faith uh, uh, you know to start off a space company out of india when uh, almost like uh, there's no policy or no guidelines uh, you know for the sector uh, and in fact like uh, honestly we also did not believe that uh, you know policy in this direction would come out but uh, like last year uh, mid Uh, uh, the government announced uh, you know opening up of uh, the sector to the uh, private players uh, which was like uh, really good uh, uh, accelerating points for us as well so in fact like we started with the motivation of uh, you know uh, building one of the world's best uh, space companies from indian soil uh, and also like to solve the core problem of uh, space transportation now that is like uh, uh, reducing its cost and increasing its reliability which happens to be uh, you know the core problem to be solved uh, for for the next you know 10 20 years uh, which will completely transform humanity as we know today tell us you know about the the problem that you wanted to address and the opportunity that you saw there uh, tell us about that uh, specifically a little bit yeah so so basically the opportunity was uh, you know generally around 2000 uh, you know 16 uh time frame you know there was a, a very large uh, interest in launching smaller satellites you know typically uh, there is a emergence of a market for launching much smaller satellites uh, because like you know there is a great change in the technology in which the satellites uh, are being built Uh, and there is like the concept of uh, building constellation of satellites rather than building single large satellites there is like a distribution of very small satellites uh, and also the, the latest technology what a, you know very large satellite used to do uh, 10 years ago now uh, you know a, a 10 kilogram satellite is able to do you know the similar kind of uh, 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 you know the purpose is able to solve right so that way like there is a strong emergence uh, of the small satellite launch vehicles which created a commercial a uh, point to address you know immediately and we thought you know from india we, india has a very 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 great sector for uh, space we have been a space faring nation for the last 50 years there has been like great ecosystem built right in the country and i mean whether it is like the manufacturing base you know whether the infrastructure at isro where whether it is the expertise which is available you know to in the technology hardly you know there are very few countries who have this uh, you know launch vehicle technology uh which can you know build and launch their own satellites to space and we are in india fortunate to be one of them and also like the poster boys uh, for, for that is like the pslv launch vehicle which is like one of the most sought after vehicle uh, for you know already launching uh, you know mid size satellites uh, at that point uh, so we thought like we'll rev- leverage on the great uh, ecosystem which india has and also like the tremendous cost efficiency uh, you know an indian company can bring in addition to the innovation that can be brought in this sector by new architecture of the vehicles you know so which can reduce the cost uh, through both economies of scale and also through you know product innovation mm. one of the key things we son as pawn mentioned is uh, like being in india uh, like uh, leveraging the uh, established and uh, ecosystem already uh, we have a plenty of manufacturing ecosystem in place and uh, we thought like uh, it, india is one of the best places to build a lean way of building a space startups by leveraging the, the already established uh, proven aerospace grade manufacturing ecosystem without we investing in a lot of capex we can go to a prototype stage by just uh, uh, using the proven manufacturing vendors is one of the key uh, also that made us uh, decide that it is indeed possible to uh, build a startup in a lean way from india tell us what you're building at uh, skyroot i understand you're building rockets but uh, you know give us some specifics what what are you building and 
how far have you come so like as paul mentioned the first launch vehicle is a vikram 1 launch vehicle uh, which is a three stage solid and it a mix of uh, solid and liquid stage launch vehicle which is aimed at launching uh, close to 300 kg of payload capacity to low, low earth orbit so uh, it's one, one of the first in the series of uh, small launch vehicles we're building and the next vikram 2 launch vehicle we are planning to upgrade it with a, a, a cryogenic upper stage which will boost the payload capacity of the vikram vehicle which will also make the uh, the the per kg cost of uh, access to low earth orbit much cheaper mm. uh, so the the type of first uh, uh, way of working and we are also parallelly working on few of the auxiliary r&d projects uh, which will uh, make us uh, uh, be ready for the future products and uh, future projects we are going to take up in full fledged and uh, uh, th- th- those kind of experiments especially the, the the cryogenic engine experiments and few of the other auxiliary projects we are taking up will help us be prepared for the future but our first product uh, of vikraman launch vehicle uh, is is where our uh, 95% of our firm's focus is on currently to get it to the launch pad as quickly as possible by when do you expect to launch it we are targeting our first launch uh, in uh, around mid 2022 you you talked about uh, a more cost effective uh, architecture uh, tell us about what you know what is the innovation that you're bringing in in your rockets yeah so in fact like first thing is that uh, from the design stage uh, you know so we're ensuring that uh, everything is mass producible you know for example uh, you know uh, it can whatever designs which we're doing whatever the manufacturing processes we are choosing uh, etc they all are feasible for you know building rockets at very very fast pace you know in fact like uh, you know we're looking at something where like we can roll out rockets like the speed of you know building cars typically mm. right so that requires uh, a lot of uh, you know process innovation the type of uh, manufacturing you're choosing the materials you're choosing in fact like we're using extremely light probably the lightest materials uh, you know possible to build rockets mm. uh, you know so that will increase the uh, uh, you know efficiency of the payload uh, and also like within a very small size of a rocket you can power pack it to uh, you know uh, to boost a, pay, uh, a payload capacity of something like you know we are targeting 300 kilograms and probably you know also will be the one of the smallest vehicles uh, volumed vehicles uh, you know to have that kind of a uh, payload uh, in the world mm-hmm. and also like uh, it's mostly automated in fact like most of the manufacturing techniques which are following are completely automated so that uh, you know we avoid uh, uh, involvement of human errors into the process which can cause delays and also like which can reduce the pace at which it can be manufactured uh, and also like we are using the state of the art architecture like for example the electronics which we have are like like most uh, more mostly like new new generation electronics you know very lightweight and extremely efficient uh, you know state of the art stuff you know mostly typically rockets use very heritage uh, you know kind of uh, equipment because they have like really good heritage before but you know so we are not uh, going with that kind of philosophy Uh, in uh, with respect to most of the systems uh, you know where like we are uh, innovating uh, in a way where we can reduce the mass uh, you know to the minimum the mass of the vehicle is the maximum payload we can put uh, and also like uh, as i mentioned like uh, we are seeing that the processors are extremely efficient so that we can mass produce them and also the technology which we are using like you know the combination of you know solid propulsion and liquid propulsion is very ideal because uh, typically you know solid propulsion is like known for uh, uh, you know very high reliability very quick uh, development timelines uh, uh, you know and also like uh, uh, generating very high thrust you know so we can actually lift uh, a payload of something like 300 kilograms to even 700 kilograms in the further versions of the vehicle uh, to space right so this uh, makes the arc 
architecture unique you know among uh, uh, you know most of the uh, other probably rocket companies in the world i, I would say like uh, this will make us drive the cost efficiency and also like be able to build uh, rockets at space and also additional uh, you know adding on to even further cost efficiency due to economies of scale and add to that uh, i was just i i adding to that like one of the with respect to uh, electronics also the kind of cost efficiencies we can bring in is like uh, basically instead of using a, a space grade mill grade components for each and every applications we are trying to upscreen uh, the industrial grade components and qualify at a component level or at a module level mm. uh, to, to to the flight environments of uh, a launch vehicle and of course it has been a standard practice uh, over the past decade uh, to transition from like uh, totally mill grade components to industrial grade components even in all space industry but yeah the, the, that's one of the key way we can re- reduce cost at a component level and uh, like ensure the quality simultaneously by upscreening them uh, to the flight mm-hmm. okay and uh, i i read a couple of reports uh, where uh, it was mentioned that uh, vikram uh, will have uh, multiple launch capabilities uh, explain this to us yeah so it's it's basically multi restart capability hmm. uh, you know so that's where like uh, the upper stage of our vehicle uh, is we can uh, consider more like a satellite typically uh-huh. uh, you know so it's it it, it has uh, a propellants which uh, you know which do not need uh, an igniter typically so they just uh, the fuel and oxidizer once they mix they you know automatically ignite they are called you know hypergolic propellants Uh, so this will this uh, property makes them uh, you know restart the engine as many times as we want so when you can restart engines as many times as we want you can actually reach many many orbits in fact you need uh, multiple burns to reach multiple orbits so in the same mission like you can club in uh, various satellites requiring uh, you know various orbital requirements mm-hmm. uh, you know typically you know satellites requiring uh, change in altitude a particular satellite may want 440 kilometers so there is another satellite which may require you know 800 kilometers or there is another satellite which can which may require like you know 1200 kilometers uh, you know altitude and also like slight adjustments in uh, inclination also uh, so we can club in like multiple uh, satellites with various mission requirements into a single launch especially because of the uh, you know upper stage capability and also like uh, this can extend to even special missions because uh, this propellant can stay very long time for a very long duration in space uh, you know in fact like uh, many of the satellites also use uh, the similar propellant uh, right in which make them uh, these probes even go to you know sun and you know very long very very long duration missions in space typically mm-hmm. so this uh, gives a lot of flexibility in uh, giving multiple missions in a uh, you know in a single launch uh and also like uh, it special requirements of you know even like the long distance uh, uh, you know space uh, space missions also are like you know very well feasible with the kind of vehicle we are building hmm. and next year when you launch uh, vikram 1 will that be a test flight or will you be actually carrying satellites on it so yeah uh, so uh, it will be the, the maiden launch will be a the developmental flight and we will be carrying a few satellites uh, who will be willing to launch on the maiden right generally it's a bit of a challenge for even customers to actually go with a leap of faith on any maiden launch maiden launch of any launch vehicle uh, but, but there are few people who will be interested uh, for the may may maiden launch uh, uh, due to cost offerings or like for mm. their reasons uh, so though, though it's a maiden developmental launch it can have a few of the commercial purposes 
okay. like from our interactions with the customers so far uh, we are seeing a few customers being interested even for the maiden launch hmm. so you have some customers uh, already lined up and can you talk about some of those partnerships yeah so like uh, like we we have been interacting with uh, various customers from like mid to 2020 onwards and uh, we have a good lineup of uh, customers at, at interactions at at, uh, at various stages and we have uh, signed employees with the few for their launch requirement and we are in advanced stages of talks with few of them and uh, we are sure uh, like uh, once we prove operational uh, like, uh, like the kind of uh, uh, the payload lineup we have uh, is is at least for the two three launches is something uh, which will be confident by the end of 2021 20, we'll be able to secure uh, at least two three launches uh, worth of uh, payload lineup uh, uh, from from what we see in our current customer interactions. And you are based in Hyderabad, right? Uh, will you be manufacturing your rockets also in Hyderabad? Yeah, yeah. So basically, most of our manufacturing, uh, you know, plenty of portion happens in Hyderabad, and that's the reason why, in fact, we chose uh, Hyderabad to set up, uh, uh, you know, our uh, company because, like, it, it it happens to be, you know, the rocket capital of India, uh, mm-hmm. with the uh, ecosystem of manufacturers where, you know, both, you know, ISRO and DRDO is highly dependent on, uh, and there's very high heritage, uh, you know, manufacturers with extremely skilled and trained. Uh, 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 you know, systems development and also like we find really good, uh, uh, you know, manpower, trained manpower for, uh, you know, even design as well, uh, uh, you know, in Hyderabad, making it like uh, ideal places to, you know, do manufacturing. Uh, and also like we do a little bit of, uh, 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 you know, other than Hyderabad, we also have, you know, uh, uh, Nagpur as one of the hub where, you know, that's where like all, all our propellant, uh, you know, gets done. Uh, and so mostly like uh, Hyderabad and uh, you know Nagpur covers most of the manufacturing. And you have very recently uh, raised uh, some funding. Can you talk about that? Uh, so this fund is mostly to uh, you know uh, get us uh, complete all the hardware manufacturing and uh, building all the subsystems for Vikram One, uh, and also like uh, for the development of uh, you know Vikram Two, uh, the upper stage as well. Uh, so this will make us manufacture all the hardwares, test them multiple times, and until we are like absolutely confident, we can uh, uh, you know go for a you know flawless launch. Right, so which which will require like uh, typically, you know, every launch vehicle uh, has like hundreds of uh, systems to be simultaneously uh, developed and tested and uh, you know qualified. Uh, and uh, so even though like we are using a lot of processes, uh, uh, you know, standardization, uh, where, where if you see like the materials we use, the processes we are very highly standardized. Uh, but still, like there are like a lot of independent systems, components uh, which needs to be made, built, qualified multiple times, and we see like small, uh, you know. Might failure issues during testing, which needs to be fixed very fast, right? So that this requires a lot of hardware manufacturers. So probably this, uh, I can say, like this next twelve months would be like uh, a lot of hardware activities are going to uh, end up, and this capital is going to help us uh, fund this uh, hardware, uh, you know, so that uh, we can get to a launch, uh, you know, within uh, twelve to fourteen months. And in this funding round, I think you closed it at eleven million dollars, according to your uh, announcement. Do you have plans for further funding? Yeah, so we're looking to raise, you know, another forty million dollars. Uh, so that will, you know, fund uh, 
uh, a good amount of first few launches until uh, and, and also like uh, it will probably you know generate back that uh, you know 40 million through these launches or even much much higher with these uh, few launches so which will help us stabilize uh, our launch plans you know to go aggressively to the international markets uh, mm-hmm. you know and also like uh, stabilize our uh, you know even the other vehicle, other variants of the vehicle as well right so that will uh, take us to a steady state where we can uh, start generating you know very decent revenues uh, through through the you know uh, through regular launches per year as uh, itself by itself it becomes self sustaining uh, and becomes in fact like uh, we are very proud to you know say that we were one of the most cost in fact like uh, the most cost efficient uh, rocket program uh, you know as of yet uh, internationally uh, you know we're looking at you know going to a launch uh, uh, you know in sub 20 million dollars uh spending uh, and also like uh, building a vehicle of this size you know which can launch 300 uh, kilograms to space uh, and then like doing multiple launches uh, you know it would be a fantastic uh, business model uh, and and a probably you know as a success model in the international rocket sector what is the sub 20 million that you referred to yeah so typically you know uh, when there is no company which has gone operational in fact like there are like four, three to four companies internationally have gone to a first launch uh, in the small rocket segment uh, for launching small satellites and all of them had to you know spend over 100 million dollars uh, minimum to you know upwards of as large as a billion dollars to go to the first launch itself right so uh, and we are doing it you know probably you know in somewhere uh, between you know 15 to 20 million dollars in the worst case uh, to go to the first launch so you can just imagine a one fifth cost of uh, you know uh, uh, of probably you know any other current uh, operational player in the market today we are going to the market and going to compete in the same market with with just spe- spending one fifth of the cost the other companies have spent okay brilliant excellent uh, thank you so much pawan uh, and bharat making time for this call Yeah, thanks a lot, Harry. Thanks a lot. That was Pavan Kumar Chandana and Naga Bharatdaka of Skyrocket Aerospace. That's it for this briefing. You can find all our podcasts on ForbesIndia.com and your favorite podcast apps. I'm Harry Arkali. Thank you for listening.